Welcome in, everybody. Episode 16 of the How You Say Podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm AJ. And one of us is in the playoffs, and one of us is hoping not to win the loser bowl. Hey, I, technically, we're both in a playoff bracket. So, there you go. Sure, I want to win mine. You don't want to win yours. Well, I don't want to lose mine. There's no real winner. There's just one loser. All right. Well, the regular season is a wrap, and we've got quite the podcast for you today. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's begin with my matchup against Barrett, which turned out to be a fizzle. It was tight. I won by eight points. She did have Tyler Higby but on Monday night, but he was all out late on Monday afternoon, and as she's already given up, she decided not to pick another tight end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Essentially guaranteeing you a playoff berth, you might say. Yeah, and in the end, I didn't really have to win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, this matchup didn't really matter to my seating. I was always going to be basically the fourth seat. <laughs> yeah. As Barrett's team goes into the playoffs, it is interesting. Uh, she does have some pretty massive holes, but she also still has Aaron Rodgers, Hunter Renfro, Chris Godwin. Like, we'll, As we break down the loser bracket, this is one of the more interesting teams. Yeah. Just to clarify, whenever Boyd says playoffs, he's probably talking about the loser bracket. <laughs> That's the one that matters. All right, let's move on to a, another matchup between a playoff team and a loser bowl participant, and that is myself versus Danny in what uh, cannot be classified as a cooler performance. Uh, I did hold Danny to one point below his projection, but he still got 123. And despite outscoring my projection by 12 points, I still fell 123 to 109. Uh, with a negative 3.66 from a four-int Lawrence. My boy, Trevor Lawrence. Throwing interceptions like they're snack crackers. Versus Ted. Tight matchup. Andrew looked like he was going to lose. Looked like he was going to run away with it. Looked like he was going to lose again. This matchup throughout Sunday was flip-flopping a little bit. In the end, uh, basically Stafford came through for him on Monday night. Mm -hmm. And he took out the win. It was a very interesting Stafford versus... Hopkins and Ertz and Connor. Yeah. Yeah, real John Kerry of a matchup. Uh, one of the highest cumulative scores, or at least uh, maybe median scores, 137 to 130. Uh, Andrew makes his way into the playoffs with this win, and Ted finds himself squarely in the middle of the loser bowl. Okay, uh, let's move on to the race for the five and six seed. Uh, actually, no, we'll do one more uh, non-meaningful matchup. Uh, this is Corey against Pete. Uh, Corey won 162 to 109. A very positive performance uh, heading into the playoffs for him. Gets another huge performance from George Kittle. Uh, Pete, unable to follow up his huge performance from last week. Got a zero out of Jamar Jefferson. Uh, only musters 109 points this week. Despite a couple of waiver wire pickups last week, uh, scoring 18 points apiece in KJ Osborne and Jalen Guyton. 
A nice waiver wire work, Pete. Nice pickup. Let's see what happens with Keenan Allen next year. Could be really good. Could also just be like the Nicole Hardman of the charge. Mm-hmm. Let's now move on to the five and six seed, which was Raw versus Badger to determine the five and six seed. Raw needed to win to become, I believe, the she would have become the fifth seed. I don't know. She didn't win. Badger came through. The Badger train won uh, on the back of basically Mark Andrews and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett had a ton of points at halftime. Didn't really add much to it, I believe, mm-hmm. after the half. Um, Interesting uh, of note, uh, Badger has not made a single pickup since October 31st and has only made one move per week uh, basically for – the whole season since then. Uh, Badger's on autopilot here. Just barely putting a full lineup together most weeks, but not all weeks. Uh, we'll see if she needs to try a little harder in the loser bowl or if that will sink her straight into that final matchup. Uh, Laura loses, uh, probably due in part with the double zeros from both Chris Boswell and Chase Edmonds. Uh, got a 38 from Josh Allen, but. Uh, you know, she got in the playoffs, so she's probably not complaining. Uh, but uphill road uh, with that six seed. Uh, meanwhile, in our marquee matchup, uh, as we said, both Andrew and Laura made the playoffs, which means that Eric fell a little bit short. Uh, he falls 113 to 176. Christina with a huge performance to cement both her playoff position. Uh, she gets the bye. She also gets the points title. Uh, which is worth a hefty one seventy? No, that's seventy nine ninety nine. I think seventy five. I, I don't. Know. She got some money. I think it's one. There's a one in front of it. Yeah. Uh, also hits the big pot for the two hundred yard player, yeah. Dalvin Cook, uh, with a thirty nine point two uh, on the heels of two hundred five rushing yards. She gets forty two dollars. That's the largest single win of the season. Yeah. Now, like, I think the has got her money. She doesn't need any more wins. Um, she can spread out, spread the wealth, as it were. Yeah, Let interesting. Someone else win. <laughs> One seventy-six, a great score, obviously. Uh, do you know what the highest score in the league this season is? You know, the the best week is worth seventy-four ninety-nine as well. I believe it was Ted with one eighty. Ted with one eighty. Uh, that is incorrect, my friend. Uh, you are very close on the number, but the team is actually Laura Thornquist. I mean, Laura Lee. That was a close one. Uh, that is not over yet, though. It's not over. No, we have uh, three more weeks for somebody to beat a 182.8 that Laura got in week six. Okay, so as we mentioned, uh, Christina wins the regular season points title. Uh, pretty much everything else still up for grabs. Uh, I don't know if you... What's that? Do we need to talk about waiver wires? Uh, yeah, there there's some interesting league developments that we should discuss. I do want to jump in real quick. Uh, have you noticed the new feature on the ESPN app called League History? This is on the mobile app. Yes, on the mobile app. Yes. yes. Yeah, you can now log in. You can see how your team has done throughout the years, your average finish, uh, your overall record, uh, 
number of championships, number of playoff appearances. Very cool. Do you know who has the top record in the league? No, I do. Okay. Well, I, I will say this. I think it's only through 2020, uh, but Christina and I are tied at 53 and 38 for the best historical record in the league. Okay. Okay. I must, I think I'm two behind you. You're very close. Yeah. I think you're 51 and 40. And I think all three of us are average finishes fifth, which is respectable. Okay, uh, let's do a couple of quick waiver things. Uh, yeah, so as I mentioned, there was some interesting developments over the weekend. On Friday, Danny dropped Derrick Henry. Uh, I did not get the story on that. Presumably, he was trying to sneak him through waivers. I feel like there's a possibility that he knew the waiver deadline was coming up. And he, I, I don't know, maybe he thought it was Saturday and that he would be on waivers and nobody could claim him. But all of a sudden, I think a, a number of people noticed that Derrick Henry was going to clear waivers Sunday morning. Uh, unfortunately, there was not a uh, big winner early Sunday morning uh, because I made a waiver claim on him. But there was uh, some scuttlebutt. Uh, we have a new rule to announce, uh, not one of these made up rules that we talk about, but a new actual rule where if you pick a player up off waivers and then subsequently drop him, and pick him back up, uh, his contract continues. I do believe that if you drop a player the same day that you pick him up, he does not go back to waivers. He goes to free agency. This is to help keep people from cycling through players to keep other guys from picking them up. Uh, we did not actually get to test that out. But uh, yeah, so that's a new rule, just in case somebody was going to put a waiver claim on Henry and then wait until nobody was up uh at that time and then drop them and pick them back up and get the free agency and the cheap keeper contract. And anyway, do you, do you have any, uh, anything to add onto this development? So it is, well, what if someone drops someone on Monday? So Tuesday at 11 50 PM, right? Say a Joe Kennedy. Does he then clear waivers Wednesday morning? Uh, he would clear Thursday morning. Yeah. Because you have to wait 24 hours. Yeah. So it's basically to not uh, to prevent anyone doing anything sneaky, JK Dolan. Yeah. 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 It harkens back to the Dobbins situation in which. You know, admittedly, I tried sneaking him through waivers. Uh, Corey tried to sneak him through waivers early in the season. We were dropping him, hoping either nobody noticed or nobody had the open bench spot. And then once he clears waivers at whatever it is, 1245, 115, then you hop on and pick him up for free. Uh, this situation that we're discussing a little bit different uh, because the previous situation is kind of a free-for-all. And so multiple people, really anybody has a chance to pick that player up. This situation we're guarding against is somebody making a waiver claim and then it's solely their decision. Maybe they get up at 322 in the morning when nobody would really think to get up and then they drop them and pick them up real quick. So it, it keeps at least that, uh, you know, ability to single handedly alter somebody's value uh, off the table. Okay. Um, 
nothing too crazy with the actual waiver period. Uh, there's nothing actually over $2 even, a bunch of $1 bids. There's a $2 bid on Travis Etienne, which uh, leads me into the next kind of waiver development, which was there was a lot of scrambling for IR players, which is very disappointing, I got to say. We discussed this pretty uh, heavily last week about how the deadline to pick up people to keep next season was Monday. And it doesn't sound like a lot of people are paying attention uh, to the podcast. Uh, otherwise, they would have known that you, there's no point in picking up Carson or Etienne or whoever because you can't keep them next year. So. People were uninformed. That's fine. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to the main event. Okay. One last thing. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, my nemesis, Pete, continues to pick up my quarterback stashes, much to my chagrin. After stashing Minshew for like three weeks, I finally gave up and he immediately becomes the starter. Pete picks him up, gets like 18 points. And my next stash, Case Keenum, I held on to him for about three weeks, finally gave up on him, immediately becomes the starter when Baker Mayfield went and got himself some COVID. Uh, not to mention Cam Newton, I stashed him for a couple weeks, dropped him, and uh, then you picked him up. I feel like I should be getting royalties off of these stashes. I was determined. I put in the effort, held him on my bench. Pete just swoops in at the last minute. Or you, I need to be getting a percentage of these points. Sure. You can get like fake. How's that? I give you five internet points. Five internet points. I like it. Okay. All right. And it's time for the stat corner heading into the week 15 playoffs. Devontae Adams has been great since he was traded scoring 25.5 points per game. But among the big names changing teams at the deadline, Tom Brady has put up the most at over 26 points per game. Brady's $20 price tag included trading Jacobs and Judy, so we can adjust it down to about $16. But at $12, Matt Stafford might have been the better deal, since he's only 0.3 points behind Brady. And what about Mahomes and his $14 price? Well, his average is down below 16 points per game, about half of Stafford's points per dollar. But who's been an even bigger value? None other than Jimmy G and his almost 15 points per game that cost only a measly five bucks. What a deal. Okay, let's bring in our call-in guest for the week. First time in, I think, three years makes his triumphant return to the podcast, the wing eater himself, Eric McCarthy. Eric, how you doing? How you doing, boy? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Just hanging oh, out, gosh. trying to stay warm, you know. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what, what's temp over there in Nashtown? Uh, you know, today it was a balmy 58. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> uh, Brianne's actually in Seattle this week. She said, said it's miserable. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Wait, is 58 uh, cold for over there? No, um, no, yes, it is. Like you're putting, you're putting on a jacket. I'm saying 58. 58 like it's cold here, knowing it's not that cold for oh, you. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it gets in the 40s at night. but I feel like I've seen snow in Tennessee. Like the Liberty Bowl, for whatever reason, seems snowy more often than that. Dude, last year, when we moved here, everyone's like, nah, it doesn't snow. It's the ice you got to worry about. And mm. it it snowed like two inches and the city fucking shit itself like we didn't know what to do all 
like every all the businesses are like screw it we're shutting down for the week we're done <laughs> it took them like a solid 10 days before anyone came to salt our street <laughs> like they just didn't know, have the resources available or something uh-huh had to pull them in from a northern state yeah i don't know i don't know what it is so they said it never snows it snowed one time we'll see this winter mm-hmm. sounds like wishful thinking on the tennesseans part Oh, yeah, it never snows, because if it does, then... Yeah, fine. I don't know. I mean, we were not prepared, because I didn't have a snow shovel, I didn't have salt, I didn't have anything, because everyone's like, oh, don't worry about it. Mm. So now I have everything. I got a 25-pound of salt bucket for our driveway, so I'm ready <laughs> if it comes again. I don't know. If we have two dogs now, um, oh. and... Going from having to leash a puppy up and take him down the stairs in the middle of the night to wake up in your underwear and just open the back doors. Pretty nice. Yep. Yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> like, go have fun. All right, I'll see you in 10 minutes. Yeah. As long as they don't dig up the backyard. Yeah, they they do that a little bit. One of them does anyway, but... Oh, Comet found a new favorite spot. Dead center of the yard. I found her digging there a couple nights ago. And just, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> what do you do to, to combat I, it? I kind of have to watch her. Like I, we don't yeah. let her just run rampant back there very often. I see. Um, and the, the digging is more of a recent thing. Like I used to do that more. And then she's got like two spots and she kind of ignores one, but now found a new one. And, you know, I filled it back in and can we start? I would like to say this is, this is dog hour with Eric and Boyd. Wait, I didn't, I didn't know you were back. AJ. I was here for ages. I'm like, mm-hmm. Eric from Cincinnati. No, Nashville. That's like, how are you going, Eric? How do you feel? Um, all you had to do was win. You didn't even have to <laughs> do the points complication. Uh, no, hey boys, it's good to be here. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, Nashville, it's basically the same place, right? Central yeah. time zone. Yeah. Uh, feeling, I, this season has been quite the swing, I'll be honest. I went from, and eh, whatever, to hopeful, to hope smashed. So, I don't feel great, but it was fun the last few weeks. Yeah, walk so- us through the, the season. I mean, we have obviously chronicled most people's seasons, um, we, we thought your team was one of the ones that needed help early on. And I, you know, you and I faced off, I think in week five and we joked whether either one of us was going to get to a hundred points that week. And it, I think we actually called it a loser leaves town matchup way back when. And then you got a couple of wins, feeling pretty good about yourself and you kind of sold and then immediately bought. So what was, what was behind that swing? <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, I lost, I'm trying to think early in the season, I lost Carson early. And so I was like kind of on one running back and like mix in and then up and down receivers early. So, you know, had very mixed results and then was looking at where I was with everyone else. And I didn't want to go on a buying spree at that point. So, and mixing was kind of up and down. So I wasn't really sure I had enough to, to do a lot. And so you know, obviously traded Mixon to uh, to AJ. And then after I made that trade, I think I got three wins. Uh, like Fournette See, kind of turned out. on. Yeah. Like if I – I regret making the trade 
I don't regret making the trade because at the time I think it was the right move based on where I thought the season was going. Um, yeah. But I ended up winning a bunch of matches that I shouldn't have. I don't think I just like got lucky with my opponent having a really low score and me having just slightly higher. And so I ended up, you know, at six and five or something, five and six. And in the, the run at that point, I'm like, I can, I guess sell and just really give up or make it interesting. I had some extra cash from the mix and sell. And so decided to go for it. And uh, here we are. (laughs) Would you say that you had uh, a little mini cooler effect yourself? I, I didn't think of it that, that way at the time, but I think so. And to be honest, I was like a little frustrated that I kept winning because it was keeping me just enough in it that every week, you know, I was considering trades and thinking about if I should be more aggressive. And I was like, oh, if I lose this one, like I'm good. I'll, you know, I can try and collect some, some cash for next year. And it, that, that extra loss didn't come until this last week really <laughs> so uh what i'll say is going over i've got your trades pulled up and there you had a little bit of a break between your initial trades like mix in and then then you started making some like miniature trades like melvin gordon taylor heineke yeah carson and alex collins for eight bucks that's like a free eight bucks for you eric <laughs> uh so yeah, I don't know you, who gave you eight bucks for those two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't need to drag names to the most. Yeah. Um, so you built up a nice stash of like I'm trying to calculate in my head about two hundred and thirty-five, two hundred and thirty-six dollars. Yeah. And then you spent thirty-three dollars in the space of a do- in the space of an hour, I think. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure the trades took longer than that to formulate. But they all went like bang, 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 which is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, once I decided, I, I, you kind of just have to get over a mental hurdle, right? So, yeah, I had two thirty. I was like, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy one person, I might as well buy two or three or whatever, right? Like trying to make yeah. it work. And so, I think I bought Brady first, and then um, and then Kelsey. And so I was like, you know. Once you buy one person, everyone else that's looking to sell sees that and reaches out and is like, hey, do you want this guy too? So um, that kind of came to me after the first one, once people realized nice. that I was looking to, to win. Um, so I think so, I'm around 200 now. So ba- so I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. And, and not being too far in the negative. I um, think I would be okay with that as well. Like you haven't sold out for next season. You've still got, yeah. uh, is it Fournette and a bunch of like and probably Devo. Devo. Yes, those were the two we talked about last week. Yeah. (laughs) Really good keepers, right? So, you're pretty set. You went for it, and I think if you had faced basically anyone other than Christina, you probably would have got the win, and you'd be in the playoffs. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, not to (laughs) rub salt in the wound, but you didn't actually need a win. You just needed, like, 35 more points. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's, I think you did the right thing. And this was one thing which I was talking with Ford about after the episode last week, which is, are we getting to that stage where you don't want to really make a move too early or too late? Uh, You don't want to make a move too early because you could be in that situation of you just Mm -hmm. haven't, like you end up at five and six, 
but now everyone's wanting to sell and you can pick up these scraps. The other thing, which is interesting, which really helped like your team was you had these studs, but because of you selling earlier on, there was like a huge cliff, you could say. Yeah. So you could buy up these like $4, $5 players, which really, really benefited your team. Yeah. Agree. I mean, to be honest, it's it's tricky to find the right time because it's not it's part of it is your standings, but part of it. So like Mixon as an example. Right. And we AJ, we were talking about this when we were talking about the trade, like he's come off like a, a pretty poor couple of years. And so as a whole, I think the fantasy, you know, outlook is not super optimistic. Like now looking back six weeks, he's a stud, you know, top five guy. But even at that point, week seven or whatever it was, he kind of would have a really big week, then a very mediocre week and be yep. really up and down. And so I was trying to decide I could wait, but if he just goes back to what he was last year, then I lose. You know what I mean? Like, I, yep. should I take advantage of him now rather than, you know, someone, you know, whoever traded Eckler away where you know he's going to be a stud. So that's really just I'm giving I'm giving my season away. This was like. So I want to get some value now while I can and not knowing what he's going to continue doing. Yeah. Like I think if you're at like that one in four, one in like five sort of season, you kind of go, okay, even if I make it back, you must, you must literally believe in your team and you must have some like, Oh, CMC's injured reserve. But when he comes back, he's going to be a top five guy. Um, You got a really good guy, a really good keeper out of it, I think. I think like you'll keep Michael Carter next year. <laughs> I yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we'll see when he comes back if he continues. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really hate betting on any jet, to be honest. So we'll, we'll see what the word is next year if if mm-hmm. Coleman or someone leaves the team, or that would make it a little bit more clear. But. <laughs> uh, uh, the other thing we wanted to talk to you about was playoffs. Um, are you going to follow the fantasy playoffs? And if not, doesn't matter. But who's your prediction to win like this week and go on to win it all in like Oof. two weeks, three yeah. weeks' time? Handicap the winner's bracket for us. Uh, let's pull up here. Um, so, yeah, I will follow. I generally do. Um Let's well, I mean, see. you don't want to eat wings again, so you at least have to manage your own team for one. You're in the luxurious position of only needing one win in the next three weeks. Unfortunately, I need either two wins or just a win next week. Um, so if you win this week, then you could probably take off the next two weeks. But You know, I, I feel like I have an argument because technically I think I'm the only one that's actually done a punishment. Has anyone you are, else actually fact, done one? the only one to ever pay up on the loser penalty. So... I and feel for like that, you if... need your own trophy. We should have the Eric <laughs> Memorial Trophy, which you I need your like wings out. I don't know. Even if I do come in, even if I do end up in the bottom, which I, I don't think I will, but if that happened, I would I have like a credit where I could be like, guys, I did this once. No one else has ever done it. Like, can I can I, you know, apply it to this season? <laughs> yeah. Cash it in. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So if okay. he... Picks wise, this week there is myself versus Andrew and Laura versus Corey. Um, I mean, let's see. 
based on last week's performances, so I, I have a hard time betting against Corey this week. His team is just, especially with JT coming back, uh, I don't know that you can bet against him with at this point. Um, I think you and Andrew will be interesting. You both had like pretty up and down weeks. Like you both have scored 160 and both have scored 105 at a part. Um, or 85 even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to give the edge to Andrew only recency bias. He still scored 140 last week. So he's, he went on a long losing streak and found his step a little bit last week. Uh, so if he can repeat that, I'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Do you think either of those teams that come out of that will beat the two teams with a bye, either Christina or Danny? I have a hard time seeing anyone beating Christina's team, to be honest. Okay. Uh, she's just so consistent. Her team has been pretty consistent. Let's see. Yeah, 114 is like a low. That's that's pretty damn good. Um, so maybe. I think Corey probably is. If we see another uh, Corey Christina championship, it's probably pretty likely. We uh, can see that. Unfortunately, um, they're on the same side of the bracket. So we oh. might get... Perfect. A hotly contested semifinal between those two. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I think I if I had to choose one, I think I would choose Christina at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead and handicap the the loser bowl for us. Oh boy. What's uh? Sorry, I'm pulling up the schedule here. Uh, so I have to take myself, uh, over over Badger. Okay. So it won't be you. I, I so. feel like I have the best team because I have a full team that I think could compete in the in the regular playoffs, whereas all other five teams are, are have given up for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it won't be me. So what am I get? What am I picking? Who, who will get last? Who's oh, tell us the teams that are going to be in the loser bowl at the end, and then who will be the ultimate loser? Hmm. I mean, boy, I think I have to put you in there, given your historicals. Uh, yeah. They, they ain't been good. Yeah, it's fair. Um, let's see. Don't uh, underestimate my cooling powers, though. Was not – so this this last week, not exactly a, a cooler. Uh, I ended up scoring way more than I expected. Um, but I feel pretty good about keeping my opponents at my level. And so that's my one calling card that I'm banking on. Hmm, let's see here. So I'm just looking through schedules. I'm going to throw, I think, Pete in the mix there. Uh, I know he's had a big week a couple weeks ago, but that was big play out of a defense. And like one guy, I think, um, other than that, he's been below 100. So I'll say uh, Boyd and Pete in the in the bowl bowl. All right. Okay. Cool. All right, Eric. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, best of luck this week. And if you happen to lose, then best of luck the week after that. And if you <laughs> lose twice, then definitely not good luck because I'm sure you'll be facing me in the loser bowl. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. Right. Thanks for chatting. Bye. See you guys. Okay. Let's jump right into it. You've been waiting all episode. Here it is, the Playoff Preview 2021. Let's start with a quick breakdown of the bracket. 
Danny got the one seed. He gets a bye into the second round. Christina gets the two seed. She gets a bye into the second round. Uh, Christina will play the winner of Corey and Laura. And Danny will pay, play the winner of you and Andrew. Uh, we did a little check-in. There's no reseeding. This is how the bracket is going to work. Um, why don't you uh, break down the different tiers for us? Sure. So I think we've got three tiers. Tier number one, ironically, uh, the first three champions, Andrew, Laura, and myself. Mm-hmm. And we are kind of the teams with the lowest chance to win based on our team makeup and all that. Uh-huh. Tier number two is the Koi. He's on his own tier because he doesn't have the buy. Mm-hmm. But he's, I believe, like a little bit behind these last two teams. And he's the last a, two... He's in a world by himself. Yeah. As he should be. Like, Koi should be locked away in a room by himself. <laughs> uh, and the last tier is the only two teams in the playoffs who haven't won, that haven't won, but have got a buy. Christina and Danny. So let's start off in the first tier and break down the teams a little bit. We can start with, I don't know, uh, my team. Okay. What are your thoughts? I think my team's amazing. It's going to win it all. (laughs) Your your team is definitely amazing. Amazing that you are still holding on to Sam Darnold and James Winston. No, um... Yeah, look, uh, of this tier, I like your team the best. You don't really have any question marks. Um, you've got, I will challenge that. <laughs> you've, got, you've got solid players at every position, possible exception of OP. Uh, you love yourself some Mac Jones. I am unconvinced that Mac Jones can lead you to a fantasy championship, but we have certainly seen weirder. Uh, you're four deep at running back. You're three deep at receiver. Uh, Gronk is having a career resurgence and, you know, Dak, despite his recent struggles, I think is one of the better quarterbacks uh, still playing in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I agree with most of your statements. I'll say like OP slash quarterback is my annoyance. Like Cam should have been decent, but they keep benching him. Like basically Cam Newton and PJ Walker Combined was a like top 10 quarterback last week, but somehow they decided to bench Cam. PJ Walker decides to not flow to DJ Moore because potentially he's injured. Uh, so I'm excited well, for Sam Darnold to come back and then they play all three quarterbacks at once. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be fun. Like, that's gonna throw my bench out a little bit, I think, but I am. Four deep at running back, yet one of my running backs is James Robinson, who is an amazing top 12 running back, but Urban Meyer can basically eat a butthole because I think he likes doing that. Yeah, agree. <laughs> okay, uh, let's uh, segue into Andrew's team, who I would qualify as the next most dangerous team. Uh, he is pretty set at receiver. He's got Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, DK Metcalf. Uh, Zeke and Hubbard are not finishing strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll say Chuba uh, isn't quite, you know, you don't just plug him in and he's McCaffrey, you know, 0.75 or whatever. He's, and 
it's he's one of those running back and he's he's not that good. It's one of those things where it's like if Newton was a little bit better, then Hubbard would be a little bit better. But because like if CMC was there, Andrew's team would be a lot better. And then Newton and DJ Moore on my side would be stronger as well. Yeah. Because CMC is not there, then he has Hubbard, who isn't as good. And my two decent starters become like okay starters. Let's see how Tua goes this week. Stafford seems to be on an uphill trend, like scoring 25 points per week. So, yep. Yeah, it's an interesting quarterback room for Andrew. Tua, Stafford, Russ, and Matt Ryan. We'll go ahead and throw him in too. Uh, interestingly, he is not starting Russ at this particular moment, possibly because he struggles against the Rams. Who knows? Uh, but I will say, you know, he's going to uh, against the Jets, which you like, but he's only scored 20 points once in the past five games. So he's, he's looking for something he hasn't done very often lately out of Tua. Let's uh, move okay. to Wars team, Wars team. Mm-hmm. who we both agree is probably the weakest team in the playoffs. Uh-huh. It does. It hurts her even more that Lamar Jackson's probably not going to play with a high ankle strain. So one of her two studs is out. Chase Edmonds is on IR still. Probably out. Phelan is IR-ish. So a lot of her studs' top quality starters are out. Injuries have hit her hard. Yeah, Uh, Both Lamar and Josh Allen came up a little gimpy. Uh, Josh Allen currently questionable. Uh, I believe he is expected to play, but might be a little hobbled. Uh, She doesn't have a whole lot at running back. Uh, Daryl Henderson out, I think, with COVID. Uh, It's possible that he comes back. But Chase Edmonds just went on IR. Uh, Samaje Pirine is, you know, a backup running back. Uh, And then Damian Harris is trying to come back from a hamstring injury. So she may have to hit the waiver wire in round one of the playoffs, which you never like to see. Wide receivers, as much as I have always loved her ability to find receivers, it's kind of just C.D. Lamb right now. Donovan Peoples-Jones, hard to trust. Cole Beasley is fine, but probably more of a high floor than a high ceiling guy. As you said, feeling hurt. Cortland Sutton hasn't been the same in six weeks. And, you know, maybe Julio finds his way in the starting lineup. Hard to say. But, yeah, I don't know that we're expecting a whole lot from Laura's squad in the bracket. Okay, let's move on to the the man who is infamous, has to have his own name, has to have his own tier. Yeah, well, I mean, we gave him that tier. Right? He did not lobby us. There was no behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Uh, we just bestowed that upon him. All right. Uh, Corey's team is good. I don't know that anybody would question that. It's not without a slight question here or there. Um, you know, we've got we got a segment coming up uh, shortly, which is who has the most interesting lineup decision. Uh, I'll go ahead and say I think Corey is on that list with the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon situation. They're kind of yep. splitting time. Do you start both of them? Do you start one of them? Do you start none of them? Because they're going to split carries. Um you know, it, it's going to be – he's probably going to go ahead and start the studs. But 
you know, an argument can be made that Dylan is as studly, if not more so, than Aaron Jones. And he has, I think he's got two tough matchups, maybe. Like, the Chargers are a funny team. So he has three players going against the Chargers. They've basically been sixth against quarterbacks, second against uh, wide receivers, so Hill and Mahomes. You start them, but maybe they don't give you like their full projections. Maybe they're held in check. And I do not trust Clyde Edwards at all. Yeah, like Chiefs on Corey's team. And then the week after, they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, a sneaky good defense team. Mm-hmm. So maybe like good strong players. If he makes it into the final, then he's got Cincinnati. Again, not a pushover defense, but a much easier defense than the yeah. first two weeks also. Chiefs, Chiefs have been a weird team. You know, looking at Tyreek Hill's game log, only one 20-pointer in the last five weeks. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes only has two 20-pointers in the last seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, let's just keep going on the quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, only one 20-point performance in the last seven weeks, and that was seven weeks ago. So, you know, he's relying on Jonathan Taylor and Mike Evans and George Kittle. Um and the other guys, maybe they're more lineup stabilizers than adding to the pile of stars. I mean, it's a good team, don't get me wrong, but, you know, could Corey take a step back to a 120 and maybe Laura gets a miracle performance? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to the two division winners. Yeah. Let's start with Danny. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about my quarterbacks being a little iffy. Well, yeah. I talked about them. These are like dumpster dive crash. <laughs> like, do you trust Taylor Heineke? Do you trust Davis Mills? Like, and then Jalen Hurts. Oh, <laughs> he was really good to start the year. Yeah. In the last five weeks, he has only broken 18 points once. Yeah. Like 11, 16, 17, 29, three. And the three was against the New York Giants. That's not like a, oh, this is an amazing defense. Heineke and- only has one 20 pointer since week four. So he's really relying on the stars here, which is Eckler, Cup, yeah. uh, Montgomery, Patterson. Um, you know, it's a little bit, you know, Corey's relying on the stars and then lineup stabilizers and Danny's a little more relying on the stars and just kind of crossing his fingers for those other guys. Yeah. Like cup uh, has he, just been solid. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some interesting options, not currently in the starting lineup, McLaurin who's had kind of a disappointing year. I think we would agree. Melvin Gordon, he could throw him in. Um, I mean, really, it's the quarterbacks that are probably the biggest head-scratcher for him. But, you know, maybe you don't start a second quarterback in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a first yeah. out, of the, out of the two years that we've had Superflex. Okay. So okay, uh, let's move on to the presumptive favorite, I think we would say, Christine's team. Yeah. Made a couple of huge moves at the deadline. 
in fact, I think it was just one huge move in which she got both Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, filled a couple of pretty big question marks, uh, at least for the podcast team. And it's a dangerous team. She's scored 160, 170 points with some regularity over the last couple weeks. Uh, team is looking good. So on her points thing, and yeah. Elise and why she won the points championship when she was like eight, she was in like fourth or fifth place in week nine or week 10. Since week nine or 10, and I'm going to give her a win where I beat her by like half a point. She has been the top point scorer five out of seven weeks. Something like, something ridiculous like that. Like, since week nine, or including week nine, only two times has she not been the top point scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Team is peaking at the right time, you might say. Yeah. One time she was playing you and she scored 80 points. So cooler in full effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. another. She's probably jump. glad the cooler is not on her side of the bracket. I think we could say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why don't we start with. Uh, who has the most interesting lineup decision, at least for this week, and maybe also going forward? So I'm going to go back one team and say Danny. I think, like, do you start Heineke against a – like, let's say Hertz is injured. Like, Hertz has not played for one, two uh, – two weeks because he had a bite last week. And – Still, it's a high ankle sprain. They usually take two to three weeks, maybe a little bit longer. They linger. And especially on Hertz, he needs the rushing yards to get his points. He's not great at flowing. Yeah. So based on that, does he start a McLaurin or a Melvin Gordon instead of that second quarterback? who could be Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if Hertz is out, I think you could make a real good argument that Davis Mills is the only quarterback that should be starting on his team. He's got Jacksonville this week. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll take it one week at a time. I, yeah, I think Danny's quarterbacks and OP is going to be one of the more interesting storylines to follow. Does he stick with got to start a quarterback in the OP or does he roll the dice? obviously with Danny this week doesn't matter but next week let's see that's right that's right we, we don't have to worry about this week okay um I'm gonna go back to Corey's team and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the, the flex spot I think his wide receivers are locked in I think his quarterbacks more or less locked in you know Garoppolo Carr kind of the same guy uh but you know the flex spot Jones Dylan will throw Miles Sanders in there which of those quarterback or which of those running backs do you trust the most? Is there a scenario in which you would start two Green Bay Packers if they had a good matchup? Does Miles Sanders see the field? Does uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire stay in that? Like, does he want to load up on all Chiefs? Or does he want to kind of, what do you say, divide his assets? Yeah. Diversify like, his assets. It's tough. Let's see what he does. Like, he has the five stack, first time ever, potentially, where he's got Mahomes flying to Edwards Allaire and Hill, and Galopoli flying to Kittle, who is questionable. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe even Gould. Don't yeah. ask me how. Yeah, two triple stacks. Well, they're going to score a touchdown. That's another half point from Gould. So, you know. So, we have not been talking about the kicker stack enough this year, I feel like. And <laughs> I, I apologize to the listeners. Okay. Who knows what will happen? I, I think this is where you go. You pick a top five offense and you just hope they are good the rest of the season. And if they keep being good to great, you'll win the league. All right. What? Okay. Shall we go ahead and pick the bracket? Sure. I pick myself to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and who's coming out of the south side of the bracket? So uh, I believe Corey will win against Laura. Okay. And then I think Danny will overtake Corey. Hold on. I Danny's don't... on your side. You're picking yourself to beat Danny. Oh, so Christina will so, be. Yeah, so if you like Corey to get into the second round, who do you got against uh, Corey and Christina? Christina. And then okay. myself against Christina. And you're going to be Christina? Yes. Okay. Uh, could happen. <laughs> Anything could happen. Okay, uh, I'll go. I believe that uh, Corey will beat Laura. I think Christina will beat Corey. Same so far. Yep. Uh, over on your side, I think Andrew gets the upset victory here. And it's only then, a six-point upset. Yeah. And then we'll get a Andrew and Danny second-round matchup, which will be very exciting. A uh, couple of rivalry matchups in the semifinals. I'm going to go with Andrew in the semifinals, and I will pick Christina to beat Andrew in the final. Okay, um, real quick before we get to the loser bracket, you know, there's six other people interested in the loser bracket. Uh, we do like every year going through the, you know, what what are these other playoff scenarios that we've come up with in the past? Who would make it in? Who wouldn't? Uh, you floated, you know, the top five records should get in and then the next most points scored should get that six seed. So if somebody gets especially unlucky, but they've scored a bunch of points, that person should get in the playoffs. Uh, do you know who that would be this year? Yes. It is the team that actually scored the fourth most points. I uh, believe. Technically, it was fourth most going into the week. Uh, and Grinder Pete uh, lost a, a little bit of ground. He's now fifth in points. But Pete would make it into the playoffs uh, as the sixth seed. He would bounce Laura. Uh, Laura. Well, actually, yeah. So, and then he'd be the sixth seed. Uh, interesting. Laura was eighth in points. Uh, and she makes the playoffs. Yep. Uh, you were sixth in points, and you get in both on record and in points. Very good. Yeah. One thing okay. which I think Pete wanted us to mention as an extra stat corner okay. was Boyd, you had a really bad tape. His words, not mine. Mm -hmm. You got three wins while scoring a bottom six score. Uh-huh. And Ted had four losses while scoring in the top six. Right. And he only had two wins while scoring in the bottom six. So he was two to the negative. Yeah. And Pete, and I think this is why I mentioned it, he had negative six. 
uh, negative three. So you had three losses while scoring in the top six, no wins while scoring in the bottom six. Yeah. So your sleeper league, you like to do both. Both if you get a top six point total for the week, you get a win. And if you get an actual yeah. win against your opponent, you get a win. So, And so with Pete's five and nine, like he sold early, whatever. I don't think it makes a big difference. Maybe Eric comes in. Who knows? Um, I did have one more stat. Uh, only one time has a six seed ever beat a three seed. Uh, that was Corey in the first year that we had six teams in the playoffs. So that is what Laura's up against. Uh, she's trying to become the first six seed in four years uh, to win her first round playoff matchup. Best of luck, Laura. Okay, let's get to the loser bowl. Uh, that's what everybody came here to get the breakdown of. Uh, first round matchups. We've got the seven and eight seed, Eric and Badger. Uh, nine and 10 seed is Pete and Ted. And then in the 11-12 matchup, we've got the two finalists from last year, the division drafters, Barrett and myself. So Uh, the biggest question out of this is, do you foresee a different losable to you and Barrett? (laughs) I think there's a very real possibility. You know, Barrett and I um, both scored the lowest and second lowest point totals in the league. Uh, interesting, we also faced the easiest and third easiest schedule. So that's how bad our teams were, is we couldn't even overcome an easy schedule. But, you know, Badger's team, I feel like, is always a wild card for a loss. Uh, as we mentioned, she hasn't done a ton of bandaging over the past two months. So we'll see if she notices if a player goes out late or, I don't know, is on by. I guess we're through the by, so that's probably going to happen. So I think Badger's a dark horse to drop down to that loser bowl. Uh, I think that with my cooler powers, anything is possible. Maybe I lose this week. Maybe I get the loser of Pete and Ted. Maybe Ted has a low week. I mean, Ted's without Baker Mayfield this week. Uh, He's made some head scratching moves with uh, trying to pick up keepers, even though they're not keepable. So I think what probably ends up happening is I face Badger in the Loser Bowl final, and Badger loses. Okay. So I think it will be you versus Barrett, and Barrett loses. Okay. Like, I think from top to bottom. I like like a poetic storyline. Yeah, I like that too. Anybody but me. Okay. All right. Uh, should we do a quick Pick'em League update? Sure. Like, I think Corey maintains his four-point advantage that he had. Um, tight. It's going to go down to the wire. Yep. Pete's coming sneakily up into third place. Uh, Anna, better watch out. Fourth. Anna, Anna is third with a one-game lead over Pete for fourth. And then uh, kind of the rest of the field is a little bit back. Um. Yeah, we got four weeks left. Time and then to... in the sleeper league because yes. I didn't set it up correctly. <laughs> Playoff start last week instead of this week. Um, but I do have two weeks of uh, what do you call it? Championship week is a two-week extravaganza, and in there we have Bake versus my buddy Josh. And that's the summer. No, that's the championship. 
Oh, it's it was over two weeks. It was Anna in there, and I believe the fourth team was Christina, and they both lost. Mm. Brutal break. Yes. That is it from us this week. Perfect timing. Ten minutes before Survivor starts for Boyd. That's right. Still time. <laughs> All right. Best of luck this week uh, to everybody besides my opponent and AJ's opponent, obviously. Um, and uh, hopefully you guys tune in this week as well as the rest of the season. Bye Good for talk now. from Sweet. <laughs> Bye for now. Mm-hmm.